everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 38 of Backseat Directors, and I'm your host, Andre Hutchins. And you guys, we are so close to Halloween, arguably the best holiday here in the U.S. <laughs> I mean, can you guys feel it? Can you feel it in the air? Can you see it in the leaves? So fall, fall is mine and my wife's favorite time of the year, and October is her birthday month, too. And right now, she's actually downstairs preparing for a big family party for her birthday. And so I got to get through this movie review quick so I can go downstairs and make use of my time helping her. And it's just me today. And so let's see if we can set a new record on Backseat Directors and have this movie review done in 10 minutes or less. Okay, so let's go ahead and introduce this week's movie. Backseat Directors presents this week's movie. And this week's double feature movie, actually, since this is the second podcast this week, is Geostorm. Movie details. In 2019, global warming has reached peak levels of danger and destruction. Entire cities and millions of lives have been taken. And to counteract these global warming disasters, scientists have created the Dutch Boy, a network of satellites designed to control the global climate. When the Dutch Boy begins to malfunction and attack Earth, it's a race against time to uncover the true threat before a geostorm is formed and dooms all of humanity. Geostorm will be released in U.S. theaters on October 20th, 2017. I'm actually getting this recording done on the 19th. It has a running time of 1 hour and 49 minutes, and it is PG-13 for destruction, action, and violence. Okay, so because I saw an advanced screening of this movie, I don't have the content ratings yet uh, from Kids in Mind, so, uh, and they won't have that out until October 20th. But my own personal take on this movie is that it was actually a fairly mild PG-13 movie. The language was sparse throughout, and I don't recall any F-bombs. There are no sexual situations. Um, There is just some mild kissing between two characters, and the violence is pretty mild too. Most of it takes place at the end of the movie, Um, but the one thing I would caution parents about is if they do plan on taking young kids to this movie, there are two scenes in the movie that depict humans getting frozen. One of them is in space and the other is on Earth, and uh, it just might be frightening for some younger viewers. So Geostorm, it stars Gerard Butler as Jake Lawson. He is the main character who invented the Dutch boy uh, or, you know, just the network of satellites to control climate and weather on Earth. Jim Sturgis as Max Lawson. He's the younger brother and boss and the boss of Jake Lawson. Uh, Abby Cornish as Sarah Wilson, Max's love interest and also Secret Service agent. And Alexandra Maria Lara, uh, German scientist, Dr. Fassbender. Also, um, um, these two actors have small roles played in the movie, uh, but just Andy Garcia and Ed Harris. And honestly, there was not a single performance in this film that was noteworthy to me. And so I'm not really inclined to dig deep into the background of some of these actors, but I will give some quick side notes for Jim Sturgis and Abby Cornish, just because while watching the movie, they looked really familiar to me, but I just couldn't quite remember where else I had, or what else I had seen them in. So Sturgis has seen roles in numerous films, such as Stonehurst Asylum, which is actually a pretty good movie. It's on Netflix, Cloud Atlas, Across the Universe, and 21. And Abby Cornish will also probably look familiar to anyone who has seen the movie Sucker Punch, Limitless, the RoboCop reboot that came out a few years ago, um, and the movie A Good Year with Russell Crowe, since she has leading roles in all of those movies. Geostorm is directed by Dean Devlin, and Geostorm is Devlin's first feature film that he has directed. Um, he has directorial his he has his directorial name to a couple of TV shows, but Devlin has worked on many other well-known films as a producer, like the 1994 Stargate, 
or Independence Day with Will Smith, and the 1998 Godzilla starring Matthew Broderick. So Geostorm, it has an estimated um, production budget of a whopping $120 million. Okay, and I say whopping because, I'll get to that in a sec, but out of you know, a lot of big budget movies that have come out this year, you know, $120 is really nothing to sneeze at, but oh my gosh, it seriously is, it is absolutely shocking to me that this movie had a budget this big when this movie honestly looked and felt more like a TV show. So, and because I'm recording this podcast before the movie is debuted, I do not have any box office numbers to report, but I really do not anticipate this movie giving, uh, uh, really getting any kind of return on the studio's investment. In fact, I fully expect this movie to be a bomb. All right, let's get on with this movie review. Backseat Directors Movie Review. All right, everybody, we really are going to get through this movie review fairly quickly. I really don't have anything good to say about Geostorm. But more than anything, I, I honestly am surprised at how much I did not like this movie. And to be fair, though, my expectations going into this movie were very, very low. I kind of knew what I was getting myself into when I saw the previews. Um, and having Gerard Butler as your main character really wasn't saying much about the outlook of Geostorm. But but that doesn't mean I wasn't ready to give this movie a chance. I like a good natural disaster movie. I really do. So think back on some of the classics that have been out over the last couple of decades. Volcano with Tommy Lee Jones, Dante's Peak with Pierce Brosnan and Linda Hamilton. Even Michael Michael Bay's Armageddon has brought tears to some of the co-hosts who have been on Backseat Directors. But even more recently, um, think about The Day After Tomorrow with Jake Gyllenhaal. It's a solid film with good actors and good acting. Now, let me clarify, though. I'm not saying that these movies are great or Oscar-worthy films, not at all. But they are good films that even now I feel like hold up over time. So yes, I did hold out uh, just maybe a small glimmer of hope for Geostorm. But that hope, it, it faded very, very quickly. I would say in the first five minutes of this movie, I was already rolling my eyes. And the eye rolling continued until the very end. And really, everything hinges on the story. Even with such a crazy genre of movie, um, like big disaster movies, you got to make a story that is somewhat believable to keep your audience's attention. Geostorm completely fails at this. It starts off well. It's all about global warming. It's such a hot topic globally right now. It's a good foundation. Global warming doesn't stop. Humans don't change. We make the environment worse and it all catches up to us, right? These are all things that are believable. So it's a good premise. And that's what, you know, in the first couple minutes of the movie, it was, it was solid. Okay. And so global warming has gotten so bad. Cities have sunk in, in into the oceans or rivers. Millions of lives are lost. Humans have damaged the earth's climate so much that the earth is fighting back. It all makes sense. But then the story moves from a believable premise to an absolute ludicrous one. So instead of humans realizing that they really should not live the way that they live and consume how they consume, they decide to build a gigantic satellite network consisting of hundreds of satellites, all interlinked in an electrical web, controlled by a super advanced international space station that has the power and capability of manipulating and changing the Earth's climate and weather patterns at the push of a button. So there... <laughs> and I'm serious. There are raging hurricanes. Zap. They're gone. Tornadoes tearing up the landscape. Zap. 
Ice storms, flooding, drought, zap, zap, zap. Easy, right? That is until the Dutch boy malfunctions and accidentally freezes an entire town in Afghanistan, killing hundreds of people. Oh, but it's a small remote town in Afghanistan, so don't tell anyone because no one will care. So back to work, everyone. Oh, but wait, then parts of Hong Kong just start to melt because of extreme temperatures. (laughs) And you can't hide this one, so something must be wrong with the machine. You guys, I'm not making this up. This is the actual movie, okay? It's hard for me to keep a straight face right now. This is Geostorm. But let's move on from the absurdity, though, of the entire plot in the movie. And that isn't the only reason why I dislike this film so much. With a production budget of, you know, approximately $120 million, I am dumbfounded at how awful the movie looks visually. The CGI is some of the worst graphics that you will see in any modern movie. Most indie films do a better job of making their special effects look real. Geostorm was on par and maybe even worse than some, um, really probably most cable channel TV shows. Most computer games are better than what Geostorm put on screen. So there comes a point, really, there comes a point in these kind of over-the-top movies that you start to wonder, am I supposed to take this movie seriously? Or are all the actors and producers in on this joke too? Like, do they do they see what I'm seeing? Do they all know as well as I do how bad this movie is? Have you ever seen a movie on the Sci-Fi Channel? Think of this, listeners. So, like, think about let's let's talk about Sharknado for an ex, uh, for an example. Sharknado, probably one of the worst and yet most loved TV movies ever produced by the Sci-Fi Channel. And yet it knows it's ridiculous, okay? Like it knows it's absurd. It knows that you're not supposed to take it seriously, so you don't. And by so doing, you're able to watch such a terrible movie and even somehow enjoy it a bit, laughing while you do. But with Geostorm, throughout most of the movie, it plays too serious for its own good, sprinkling small, weak attempts at comedic relief, and it ends up alienating you, the viewer, in the process. I I wish the movie had been able to just accept how dumb it is. Like most sci-fi channel movies, and maybe I would have walked out of the theater not hating myself for seeing it. But to get more detailed, though, with my critiques, and not just to just continue to bash this movie, (laughs) what I think I disliked the most about this movie, though, was how you already knew what was going to happen in the entire film. Even at the beginning, you knew how absolutely everything was going to play out. The predictability was on par with most horror movies. Think about this. When when you're watching a horror movie and the girl runs into the closet when she's being chased, you know what the outcome is. You know what happens when she runs into that closet and what's going to happen. That was this entire movie. Even its attempts at throwing in a few curveballs or twists, they are so poorly executed that you end up wishing that they didn't even try them at all. Okay. And to finish all of this off, do not expect Geostorm to be a natural disaster movie or any kind of disaster movie at all. This is hard, there is hardly any peril or real consequences in this story. Every scene of disasters in the trailer, so if you just go watch the trailer, every scene of like a disaster happening in the trailer is all that is shown in the movie. There's nothing more in the movie. And even the poster, the poster for the movie is an inaccurate depiction of what actually happens in the movie. At no point is Gerard Butler found holding his daughter in a big city while a thousand foot wave comes crashing down on them. It does not happen. Okay, 
Listeners, I'm done talking about Geostorm. I have no highlights and no messages or themes to take away from this film. I'm just glad that I'm done doing this review. So I'm going to hand it over to some of the members of the audience, and I'm just going to let you hear um, their quick reaction to Geostorm. Hey everyone, this is Andre. We just got done seeing Geostorm. We're here with two members of the audience, a mom and daughter duo, and they're going to give us their quick take on the movie. My name's Lynn, and I definitely think you should see it in the theaters because it's spectacular and it's, I think it's something, I don't know, you leave feeling good, so it's like something that we need right now in today's climate. <laughs> oh, very good. Pun intended? Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Okay. My name is Madison, and the movie was really good. And for the most part, I liked it, but some parts were unrealistic. But I think you should definitely see it in the theater. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. All right, everyone. So we are at the final segment of our podcast, and that is our backseat director's recommendation. Our recommendation. Obviously, this is going to come to no one's surprise. I will not recommend this movie to anyone. It is an absolute 100% no-go. Do not spend your money on this movie. I wouldn't even recommend it at the dollar red box. I, I, I just, I, I, I still can't believe how bad this movie was. It, in, in all the movies that I have really disliked this year, this has got to be in the bottom three. I, it might even take the cake as the worst movie I've seen this year. So listeners, just go see a different movie. Go see the new Jackie Chan movie, The Foreigner, or go see um, Only the Brave. I haven't seen that one yet, but I'm going to be seeing it really soon and and reviewing it with my brother-in-law, Devin. Just just go see some different movies, all right? Don't spend your time on Geostorm. Um, oh, yeah, and one last thing. So I was actually going to have a guest host for this movie, um, and but I, I'm, I'm going to give him a just I'm going to give him the chance to do a movie review on a better movie with me and not one that I just totally hated on. Um, so yeah, so look for that in upcoming episodes, but listeners, thank you so much. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Even, even if this was such a terrible movie, I hope you at least got a couple laughs out of, <laughs> out of the podcast. I know I did. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading today's episode. Please subscribe to the podcast. Stay up to date with all the episodes that we put out. You know, sometimes we have some long ones, but sometimes we have some short ones like this one. You can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and so many different other podcast outlets. And please, listeners, please take the time to go and leave us a rating on iTunes. It helps backseat directors out so much. I would so greatly appreciate it. Um, and so, yeah, again, thanks so much for listening. Again, this is Andre Hutchins with Backseat Directors, and we'll see you guys next week at the movies. The Backseat Directors theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast. Take some friends Never leave early We'll watch it till the end It's movie day Yeah The time has come so many different types of movies we can all choose from There's action, adventure, animation, 
is sci-fi and westerns and classics documentaries uh, so many options so much variety there's a perfect movie for you and him and her and me uh, so find your seat in the perfect row sit back relax kick up your feet and turn off your phone 